something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay. And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Welcome to Movie Crush, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, everybody, and welcome to a very special Friday edition of Mini Crush. You know, at what point did the mini just become the regular crush? That's my question. Is it a mini if it's on a Friday? Uh, well, you know, it's just a distinguisher, Noel. All right. I'm fine with that. Why you got to do that right I'm not, out of the gate? I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I must be frustrated and annoyed. <laughs> no, bored. Bored and frustrated. That's right. <laughs> do I sound bored and frustrated to you, Chuck? No. I don't think so it either. like you really enjoy yourself I, You know like I me. do. I say it all the time. I am like overly um, ebullient about how much I enjoy <laughs> doing this in the morning. Ebullient. Yes. Ebullient. So uh, if you're on Facebook, you know what's going on here with this up. Uh, if you're not, then I have been, just been really busy. I didn't have an interview sesh lined up for this week. Nope. And so I was like, you know what? Noel, can you jump in there Wednesday and we'll do a little nearly live show? I mean, mm-hmm. for us to record on Wednesday and release it two days later, we don't do that much. We usually have to kind of predict the future a little bit or try to make right. it seem topical, but it's an illusion, my right. friends. Let but we're living in the future now. Exactly. Uh, I'm going to go it's a hop brave on new a, world. a plane in a few hours, Noel. Where are you going? I'm going to Boston for a live show tomorrow night. That's cool. Which will be yesterday for folks listening. And today. For folks listening, I will be in Portland, Maine tonight doing a live show. That's confusing. <laughs> Today, you'll be in Portland, Maine tonight. Yeah, if people are listening to this Got it. on Friday, uh-huh. I'm going to be in Portland, Maine tonight. That's awesome. Live on stage. What theater? Uh, the State Theater in Portland, Maine. That's cool, man. And uh, I think we're approaching sellout or close to it, which makes me feel good. I uh, I was just telling you, um, I was in uh, Chicago for 24 hours helping out some of our sales folks. They do these kind of like roadshow things where we go to different ad agencies. And Mike Cohane, who's a really lovely guy, yeah, Mike's great. Um, he is coming. To, he lives in Boston, mm-hmm. and he is coming to your Boston show. He is, and he's stoked about it. He is. Well, I didn't know he's stoked, but I'm glad he's stoked. He seemed to he seemed to be stoked. Uh, Aaron Mankey's going to be there. Nice in the audience. And then Portland, Maine, uh, Emily and my daughter are going to meet in Boston. 
and uh, we're going to drive to Portland, Maine, and we're going to spend Labor Day weekend by the seaside. Ah, yes. Eating taffy and ice cream. The glorious seaside. Drinking, sipping wine, taking ferry rides to islands. Wait, you're going to be drinking, sipping wine? <laughs> Wouldn't be... you be sipping, <laughs> sipping wine? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm being very pedantic this morning, Chuck. Let's move on to what today's episode is about before you kill me. I'm not going to kill you. Promise? So what we're going to do here, Noel, is uh, a couple of – and by the way, I, I called for ideas for stuff uh, for this episode on Facebook. And um, I'm going to use a couple of them, but we got a lot in our hip pocket now. A lot of good ideas came flowing through. A lot of fun stuff. So I'm glad, always glad when I ask the movie crushers you know, to help out. It's a good group. Good ideas. Mm-hmm. Always. Really good ideas. And very forthcoming, very quickly, which is very helpful. Oh, yeah. They're like, here's what we want. Mm-hmm. You know what people really, really wanted – but we'll have to do it. We just didn't have time. Me to interview you about your favorite movie? Did you movie? see that? I did. Do you want to do that at I some point? I would love to do that. It would be so fun to flip it like that. All right. I'd be into it I'll big just time. have to pick something out. Yeah. Because Jaws has already been taken. It's true. I'll just have to, uh, geez, I don't know. You could do, I don't know. No. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear your pick. Are you going to tell me what movie no, is No, I, I, mean, I was trying to think back on, you know, we've been doing this for a little while now. You know my taste. And I feel like I know your top five. Uh-huh. It might be an Indiana Jones picture. I don't know. Well, it's funny. I was thinking Raiders mm-hmm. right out of the gate. Yeah. You know, nothing wrong with that movie. No, not at all. All right. So here's what we're going to do, folks. We're going to do just a couple of things, and that is uh, go over some Star Wars slash D23 news. Uh, we're going to watch, specifically, we're going to watch the new Star Wars movie trailer and the Mandalorian trailer. Uh, we're going to play a little bit of it, but we're going to watch that. We encourage you to watch it. Then we're just going to chit-chat about it. So funny. I mean, we'll get into it, but I don't know what Mandalorian is. You said, we're going to watch the Mandalorian trailer. I haven't even heard of this movie yet. It's not a movie, Noel. See? What? (laughs) It's a TV show. Oh, well, whatever. This property, this Disney property I've not heard of. Um, Shall we do uh, Skywalker? Like a true artist calling it a property. A property. (laughs) More like a true (laughs) executive douchebag. So, uh, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're going to talk a little bit about the D23 Expo. Mm-hmm. Uh, D23, I believe, is Disney's fan club, and every year they have a big expo where they make big announcements. Uh, I want to thank Brett Giles uh, for that idea on the D23 Expo. And then we're going to do a little Emmy Award roundup, and that came to us from Celeste Edwards. Uh, boy, how do you pronounce this? Kana, Kana Jitia. I think that's a valiant effort. C a n n e g i e t e r. Oh, Giatter? Can a Giatter? It sounds um, Indian, maybe. I'm really not sure. I have no idea, but yeah. I believe that she's probably having a good time. Uh, listen to us yelling at the that. radio, <laughs> yelling at her her Victrola. Yeah, we'll do a little Emmy roundup because uh, Emmys are coming up in a couple of weeks, and. TV has gotten so movie-like. Yeah. We, we work some of that stuff in here on Movie Crash. Big time. Yeah. Um, so Holly and her husband go to the D23 thing every year or whatever. Is it new, numbered by year? The 23 must represent the year or I don't right? think so. I so think, what does it stand for? I think I, I even had to look it up. Is it I like wasn't the G8 a... or something like that? Like it's <laughs> 23 factions of Disney? Dumb. It's G7 now, No, I'm sorry, Chuck. Uh, D23 is the official fan club for Walt Disney Company, founded in 2009, known mainly for its biennial exposition event, the D23 Expo. So what's the 23? Ah, the name 23 Ah. refers to uh, D for Disney and 23 for 1923, the year Walt Disney was founded. Boom. So Holly uh, was just posted a picture from D23 with her and her lovely husband and uh, Brian and uh, John Favreau. Oh, all together? All together. So she met Favreau. She met the Fav. 
who is the showrunner and creator of The Mandalorian. There you go. That's where it all comes full there circle. There you go. Boom. So if you don't know who we're talking about, this is Holly Fry, of course, of uh, Stuff You Missed in History Class. Yep. Uh, fellow colleague, executive uh, executive producer here. And all around. Star Wars nut. Bang up human and Star Wars <laughs> nut and Disney nut. Like – to, to uh, not an alarming degree because there's nothing wrong well, with it. It's a, it gets a little alarming at times. <laughs> she makes all her own clothes and they're all either Disney or Star Wars themed. She's she got, takes it all the way yeah, and I love her for it. Like Greedo tattoos and clothes and things. It's great. Yep. Holly's wonderful. So uh, let's start out and I would encourage you all to do this as well. Just go ahead and pause your little player there if you can. Pull over off the side of the road if you're driving for God's sakes. And let's just all take a moment to watch this trailer here. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, that gave me some feels. All the feels. Even, even watching it on a little little computer screen. Yeah, so we won't frame by frame this thing. A lot of people, I'm sure, are doing that online. Um, but, you know, they, they start out the thing with uh, just a nostalgia bomb through the years, clearly setting up this final film by walking you through. And they even, like, I even enjoyed seeing the prequel stuff. Well, it's because they made it feel a little more unified yeah. and tied to the whole world, where I always felt those just seemed like fish-out-of-water movies. The style was really off and weird and felt like a bad soap opera or something like that. And um, and in this, they picked some kind of like big moments, like where you've got Anakin you know, on the operating sure. table after he gets his legs volcanoed yeah, off. Yeah, the kiss you know. between uh, Anakin and... Kiss me like you did on the shores of Naboo. That Is that one? the line? I think, oh, yeah. Oh, dude. wow. Oh, well, those movies are quite bad. Holly Fry will defend them to the death, and I respect her for it. Sure. Uh, but I, I, I do not care for those movies. Um, but, 
Yeah, and then we get into well, the, yeah. Then the first new stuff we see is you know the gang, uh, kind of wandering up on this big looks like celebration, out in the in the desert. What is this, uh, Burning Man? It must be. It must be Star <laughs> Wars Burning Man. Um, it's really neat, though. I mean, it really does go through every single movie yeah. in a really clever way, and it feels like, you know, all kind of connected together and, like, part of them. I mean, obviously, it's, it's, it is. It's meant to be, but this is the first time I've really thought about them all in sequence kind of like that before, like I as one body of work. Thing, man. It's I wrapping so. up here. Yeah. Uh, that must have been a fun trailer to put together. You know, we get the great shot of Leia, and then uh, that that the first shot that really gets me is that those all those Star Destroyers, how many is that? And they just kind of materialize, or they come like zooming into frame really quickly. Man. And then, yeah, there's it's like it's going to be a big old battle. It's going to be a big old epic Game of Thronesy type battle. And then you have three PO with the red eyes. What's that all about? There's a lot of little weird things like that. So you know, like and you does said, does he go bad? Is everyone going bad? Does a ro- when a robot goes bad, do their eyes <laughs> automatically turn red? Oh sure, and not. their voice becomes like British That's and the evil first or something rule like of that. Robot science. Well, actually, he's already British. I'm sorry. No wait, C three PO is the British guy, right? The British gold yeah. guy. Oh good lord, no! Come on, man. <laughs> I'm just clarifying. Uh, we see. I like that um, they are doing more cool stuff with lightsabers. Like she has this boomerang action going now. Yeah, she cuts down some trees. Yeah, it zips right back into her hand. That's so she's pretty got, neat. She got some serious man. She's such a badass. She's really. Cool. And that that fight that they're setting up between her and uh, Ren on that in the ocean, that looks amazing. Talk about a set piece. That was actually in the original trailer they released. Um, which, by the way, I don't know if you you read this or noticed this, but the first sequence in that original trailer where she's like running toward the ship that's, yeah. or, or the ship is chasing her or whatever and she does a backflip she's running away from it and does a backflip over so awesome. it. Uh, that's totally a nod to North by Northwest. The Hitchcock oh. movie, because you know, there's that scene the where plane? the crop dusting plane. It's, it's very much like I think a nod to that. Interesting. Yeah. Only instead of diving down, she does the ultimate badass move and does a backflip on top right. of the thing and then dive bombs it or whatever. But yeah. Well, Noel, we have to talk about this last shot because this is the one that's got everyone talking. They're talking already. Yeah. I mean, you've got Ray uh, in a dark cloak flipping that Darth Maul lightsaber back around. Like, what's going on here? I, I'm I am really honestly surprised they gave away dropped that, that much. in the trailer. Well, it could be a red herring knoll. It could be because uh, maybe she's like training and remember in Return of the or in uh, Empire, I think Luke had visions of darkness during his training. You saying maybe, that's maybe all it, it was a hallucination maybe it's all a, or a dream or something like that? Because it sure would be a bummer way to wrap up the series. She if, looks like, different our, too. She, she looks she's wearing weird makeup, kind of contoury, yeah, almost Nosferatu looking makeup. What is going on there? This is all I want to see, I think. Yeah. I don't want to see anything else. No. I'm done. I quit. Yeah. <laughs> you quit Star Wars? No, I quit this show. I'm out. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> this is all you ever want to see in movies. You quit movies. It this, looks good. This, I'm this, excited. This it does look good. Um, that set piece, though, where they're fighting on, like, the aircraft carrier-looking thing. Wow. And the ocean waves are just crashing yeah. everywhere. Talk about an epic set piece. Yeah. I remember when they brought in water for the first time. It was in one of the prequels. Yeah. Where they had some underwater stuff. Uh-huh. And, it was really jarring. I was like, wow, water? Because uh-huh. none of the other movies had that stuff. They were always kind of desert planets, right? Yeah. It yeah. was cool to like open the, these worlds up, I think. Uh, I'm looking forward to this. I am too. I'm all over it, man. Who's directing this one? I think it's the the same guy, Brian Ryan Johnson. Johnson. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. People were very cranky at him for the last one. <laughs> oh, man. 
Screw that. What, just fan service? Just like toxic fandom? Movie. Like, these are Star Wars movies. It was a good Star Wars movie. I thought so. I thought so too. Totally. I thought they spent a little too much time in the casino with those like rabbit creatures that everyone was riding yeah. around. That part was a little weird. Quick spoiler. Quick spoiler on a movie that came out, what, four years ago? Three years ago? When did that come out? Two years yeah, ago? Something like that. Something like that. Um, yeah, that part where Luke kind of like summoned his image to like be a decoy or whatever. Yeah. That was really cool. That was cool. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I'm all about these, Noel. All about it. Mother's Day is right around the corner. And in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery. But that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian Mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So now we're going to watch the trailer for The Mandalorian, which you had not heard of. Uh, Mandalorian here, and this is straight from Wikipedia. It's not a hotel in Vegas. <laughs> Good one. Probably soon will be. <laughs> Stay at the Disney Mandalorian. Exactly. Right on the strip. Uh, <laughs> you got me there. Uh, it is an upcoming space western web television series. Uh, Disney Plus. See, that's the whole deal, you know, Disney Plus. Right. They're trying to take Netflix. All, all your business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they own everything. Yeah, they own Marvel now. So it's, this is, I mean, if you want Star Wars and Marvel, that's you're going to have to go there. I think that's why probably like Netflix and Hulu and all these streaming services are leaning so hard into original content mm -hmm. because everyone's pulling their shit. Yeah. Everyone. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to have to get Disney Plus, I guess. If you're listening, Disney Plus, we're talking a lot about you. Maybe send us a coupon code. You think it's going to be a big smashing success? 
Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's there are enough Star Wars and Marvel people and with kids Disney stuff and Disney canon alone where it'll be a huge hit. And all of it, I mean, this, think about that. It's the complete Disney canon as opposed to so, just right? the smattering of ones that they deigned to sprinkle what, across Netflix. What, are they going to throw everything out there? I think so. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I think that's the idea. I think it's like literally the entire Disney back catalog, which even... You know, the VHSs were hard to come by. They would only release the DVDs, yeah. like, you know, periodically or the reissues or whatever. What so. if in the in the big room the guy's like, put everything on there except Fantasia? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think Song of the South will make it on there either. Well, yeah, that's probably true. So uh, premieres November 12th, 2019. Set in the Star Wars universe, the series takes place five years after Return of the Jedi and pre-New Order. Is it New Order? A New Hope. No, the First Order. Yes. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> uh, post, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the deal. Gunfighter Beyond the Reaches of the New Republic. This sounds great. So it's not Boba Fett. It is a bounty hunter, though. The Mandalorian is the bounty hunter. Is it one of the clones, though? It looks He's wearing the Boba Fett suit. He is. Stars Nick Nolte, uh, Pedro Pascal as the Mandalorian. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Gina Carano. Who's that? She's a badass. She's the one that was a mixed martial, may still be mixed martial artist. Okay. Uh, she did the Soderbergh movie where she did, you know, she beat up everybody. I don't think I saw that. That's <laughs> really good. You didn't see that? What, which one? What was the name of the Soderbergh movie? Gina Carano. The movie was Haywire. Oh, I didn't see Haywire. No oh, boy. It was cool? Yeah. That one just kind of slipped right into my radar. It was good. It was really good. And she is a total badass. Uh, because she's MMA fighter, she does all her own shit. You yeah, know? so it's really good. Who else? Giancarlo uh, Esposito, Carl Weathers, Bill Burr. That's uh, cool. Well, and here's—I'm not going to tell you who the last person is, Noel, because you're going to love it. It's, right. at, it's at the end of the trailer. Let's just watch it. So let's watch it now. Carl Weathers. Are we recording? Yeah, I almost want... <laughs> Jesus, man. Guys, we... well, you know what? You're on mic saying I'm... that, right? Yeah. We need to isolate that sound that you made okay. when you heard Werner Herzog's uh, voice. Werner! <laughs> Bounty hunting is a serious profession. No, that's one of the best sounds I've ever heard. 
I'm I'm more excited about this than I am the movie. Dude, I think. that looks like the coolest <laughs> Star Wars shit that ever was. Wow, you know I love that 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 noir synthy score uh, and like it's so understated. And there's no really talking good. and it's just like there's heads on pikes. Yeah, those stormtrooper helmets on the pikes. I assume that I there's assume, heads inside yeah, there's the helmets. Heads, there's got to be. Blood. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be. Um, that looks gritty and fun and badass and yeah, like man. taking it to like a, a little bit of a darker, different place. I can't believe I, I said it on the mic. I, I can't believe this is what TV is looking like now. It looks so good. I, I wonder how much money they spent on this. Well, I mean, if it's their big rollout for the streaming thing. Oh, yeah. This is going to get a lot of people on board. It's the only way you can see it. And it looks incredible. What kind of, how many episodes are we talking? Do we have any info about I'm that? I'm not sure. Uh, Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers. And I said Carl Weathers looking very Carl Weathered. Um, <laughs> in a good way, though. He's, it's good use of Carl Weathers. Yeah, he looks you know awesome. what I mean? Oh, my God. I'm, I'm, I'm smitten. Yeah. I mean, this something. is all a big tease. You don't really, can't really see. You don't learn a lot about what's going on. You just see a lot of characters and badassery uh, being set up here. And when Werner Herzog comes in at the end, I'm like, are you kidding me? And I'm not a Star Wars guy. I I like them. I enjoy them. I I like big movies. I like seeing movies in the theater and stuff. And I enjoy I always see them when they come out. But this hit my buttons, man. Yeah, that looks awesome. I'm really into it. Well, I like bounty hunter stories. I loved Boba, uh, Boba Fett. This is what's the deal? I mean, I'm so not like Star Wars that I know. Boba Fett was one of the. He was the original clone. I want to say, or they all wear the same uniform. Is that the deal? They're all cloned from the same person. Okay, that's that's what the Clone Wars is. I don't remember if Boba was the first one or if it was Jango. There was Jango Fett. Did you say Boba? Boba? Boba Fett? Boba. I used to say Boba Fett. Yeah. What's the difference? I don't know, but Boba Fett's not a bad band. Boba, like bubble tea, the Bobas. You know. I I bet you a hundred dollars. There's a band named Boba Fett. Oh, and it's probably like a Star Wars rockabilly band. I'm looking it up now. There's got to be. Yep, Bubba Fett. There's a band. Yeah. What's There's their probably deal? more than one. What's their deal? What's their theme? What's their, uh, what's their it hook? It says Western Indie Blues. Un, Un-Star Wars related? <laughs> and there's also a strain of weed called Bubba Fett. That sounds cool. Is it like? Is it related to Bubba Kush? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Where is that bubble cushion? The first thing I see confused. is an article, Bubba Fett, Why Colorado Tokers Love the Strain. Oh, man. Because <laughs> it probably gets you, takes you, takes you straight to space. It certainly looks know. nice. Yeah, is it? So, all right, Noel, those are the trailers. I'm really excited about Mandalorian. I'm yeah. excited about both. But Yeah, but do you notice how, like, the Mandalorian literally knocked the other one out of the, out of the park? Uh, maybe. In I my mean, opinion. I mean, it just made me, like, I'm talking about this more excitedly than the yeah, other one for sure. I'm with you. Pedro Pascal, what's he? Uh, I know been, that name. Well, he was in Game of Thrones, Noel. Yeah, he was the guy that got his eyes gouged out. Uh, I think just, I know him more from Narcos. Yeah, he was great in Narcos, too. Yeah, good actor. Boy, good cast. This is going to be great. Yep. I'm going to have to get D+, plus, I guess. I think so. What is it going to be, about 10 bucks? I don't know. Probably. Maybe I'll cancel Netflix. What? Dude, Netflix has been letting me down. I, I, there's no content on Netflix. I watch The Office on Netflix, and that's about it. Really? Yeah. Well, my kid watches a lot of stuff on Netflix. Yeah. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I dropped cable and my stupid $300 cable bill. Oh, I'm done with it. So adding these little forever. $10 things is, I can handle oh, it. Oh, absolutely. No, I agree. And I have a, you know, Amazon Prime, so you can just add the channels. You can add, like, just a Stars subscription for, like, six bucks or, a, yeah. you know, HBO or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I got that. I got HBO through mm-hmm. Hulu Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, $6.99 a month, Noel. For Disney Plus. Yeah, Disney Plus to launch November 12th for $6.99. That's, I, I swear to God, guys, this is not 
like a sponsored incredibly reason what a deal <laughs> what a steal <laughs> <laughs> i wish we were getting some of that disney money That'd thank you great. disney executives all right so no let's move on to uh the d23 expo and just go over uh, their announcements really quick uh black panther um we know there is a sequel coming out and it is also going to be written and directed by ryan coogler he is returning release date of may 2022 cool gotta wait on that one really enjoy black panther very good here's some exciting news ewan mcgregor is coming back as obi-wan kenobi is that exciting news he was the, one of the best parts of that original, I think, the prequels. You didn't like them? It was, it was fine. Oh, boy, you just didn't like those at all, <laughs> I did, did not you? like those movies. Yeah. I get I it. did not like those movies. I, I, I thought he was very well cast. Oh, as sure. But it was just, the acting was just so weird and wooden and, like, like soap opera-y kind of. And, again, we've talked about this before. Like, the original Star Wars are kind of space soap operas. So sure. it's not like it was that much of a departure. Yeah. But they had... Moxie and kind of like pluckiness going for them that they they seemed very like the production was scrappy and was just kind of like figuring it out new and making it go as they went along whereas this was like Lucas with this iron fisted control over everything that he probably shouldn't have had and not listening to anybody because you know that those original Star Wars movies there were other people making calls other than George Lucas he wasn't like the lord and master of right. every aspect of it, whereas with the new ones, he just was, and no one could tell him no. Harsh words, Noel. I'm sorry. Harsh words. It's just how I feel. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery. But that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian Mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes... I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Uh, Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. 
The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So this says here, uh, set to return for an untitled Disney Plus series, another TV series. This will take place between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. All right. Because that's the whole thing is like all that time Mm -hmm. between old Obi-Wan or old Ben Kenobi like hiding out. Right. Like what happened? Yeah. That that, that, that is interesting to me. I think it'll be good. That is interesting to me. It'll be the third one following The Mandalorian and an as as yet untitled Rogue One spinoff. With uh, Diego Luna's character Cassian Andor, so I don't I don't disagree with you that it is great casting. He makes absolute sense, but the way he was used in those prequels, there was just no beef to him. You didn't. He was just this side character, kind of. You there know? wasn't a lot of beef. He was just doing a lot of little ho ho, hey, dodging stuff and like you know hanging out with Anakin, <laughs> and sort of pseudo mentoring him. But in this one, if we get like some real, let's let's find out what this character's about. You know, that sounds interesting to me. I think that's how Anakin introduced him. He was like, "Have oh, you met oh, Obi Wan oh, Kenobi, oh. my pseudo mentor? Yeah, my pseudo mentor." <laughs> <laughs> And he went, oh, yeah, and you're my pseudo-student. Pseudo exactly. That's funny, funny stuff here. Yeah. Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey to star in Pixar movie Soul. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And you know who's doing the soundtrack to that? It's really weird. This is a jazz movie about jazz. And, oh, okay. And uh, uh, um, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross are doing the really? score. Who's Atticus Ross? He's the guy that always works with Trent Reznor. Oh, okay. He's like his sort of like, you know, score buddy. They, 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 did, they did the social network That's together. That's they introduce each other. Yeah, score, score buddies. buddies. Yeah. Trent Reznor, score buddy. I feel like Atticus is the guy that actually makes all the stuff happen in the studio, and Trent's kind of the idea guy. Or like between, I don't know, there's there's usually an, an interesting dynamic between a pair of creators like that, where one person sort of is responsible for like the nuts and bolts of things, and the other one is maybe more like the high-level idea guy. Gotcha. Okay. I like that. Kind of like us, Noel. Right, but which is which? That's the question. Well, we're both high level. I think so too. Um, no, I, they they did all. They also did the Gone Girl soundtrack. My point is, they typically do spooky kind of like yeah, creepy stuff. Pixar and this is a jazz. Pixar jazz movie, so I'm interested to see what they what they Sounds pull good off. Good to me, this. man. It does sound it. great. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Kit Harrington joins Marvel's The Eternals. So Kit Harrington, obviously of Game of Thrones, is being cast in a Marvel film called oh, The right. Eternals. And isn't he opposite another Game of Thrones It said two, alum? Stark, two Stark boys. So it would be him and Rob, I believe. Uh, Richard Madden. Yeah, that's that's Rob. Yeah. He yeah, also Rob. Kamel Nanjiani, who uh, loosely friended the show. Angelina Jolie, Selma Hayek, uh, Gemma Chan. This is all in a Marvel thing in this Eternals? Yeah, The Eternals, which I don't know. That, that's... I'm not sure about that comic. I have a feeling they're like godlike figures. Yeah? Yeah. In well, space or something. I don't if know. They're eternal. Yeah, exactly. November twenty twenty. Cool. So we're getting that uh next year. And this is a series on D on D plus. No, this is a movie. This is a movie, okay. Yeah, yeah. This is a Mar- one of the next Marvel films. Got it. Uh like this post Avengers thing. People are like, what are you gonna do? And they're like, Oh, don't you worry. Well, here's my question for you. How do they balance like doing Big, huge, you know, tentpole series on D plus with doing the movies. Do they make them kind of communicate with each other, sort of like the Marvel universe? Marvel has had limited success with like having TV series. Yeah, I haven't seen any of those. Yeah, um, I didn't watch what Jessica Jones. I liked that one. Uh, there was um, another. Couple the other ones too, I right? didn't really care for. There was a. Uh, 
Iron Fist was quite bad. And then there was Luke Cage, which was connected to Jessica Jones. But I actually— And then Agents of Marvel. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That one actually <laughs> ha- did pretty well. And has cont- I believe it's still on, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't watch any of those, other than the fact that it would be a solo affair. Right. And uh, Emily and I will split up on TV shows sometimes. Right. But we like to watch most of stuff course. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I don't need to. I just wonder, like, um, in terms of their strategy, right? Because right? they obviously have to like put buku bucks into these huge things to put on the streaming service to get people on board, right? And then still make big tentpole movies. I guess they just have more yeah. money than God. I guess that's kind of what it comes well, down to. Well, they certainly aren't short of cash, mm-hmm. so it's probably just they can do whatever they want to do. Uh, Lizzie McGuire is back. Who cares? Mandalorian trailer, by the way, has 15 million views wow. on YouTube. <laughs> Holy shit, that's great. Since August 23rd. Uh, that's a, oh, my. That's just a couple days ago. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is brand new. Yeah. That is nuts. Yeah. I was just mean, and I said, Lizzie McGuire is back. Who cares? That's the Hilary Duff Disney show that so many young girls loved. Now she's coming back, and it's an adult. It says she's older. She's wiser. She has a much bigger shoe budget. Has her dream job in the perfect life in New York City. Yeah, I thought Hillary Duff kind of had some struggles with some mental health issues where she sort of went out of the public eye for a while. So uh, it's good to know that she's doing better. And she's, That's great. Yeah, she's and I'm sure a lot of people – I'm not yucking yums here. I'm sure a lot of now uh, not young girls are glad that she's back. That's my question though. I guess, a little girl when you I guess they're this? updating it for the folks that would have been fans when they were kids. And yeah, now, I mean she's an adult now. now she's so an adult. It's, just, okay. uh, it's like, you know, she's following her dreams in New York. When did, when did that come out? It's a good question. I would probably say Well, she was 13 and she's in her 30s. So this picks up her oh. story like, you know, 20 years later. Got it. Got it. Interesting. Everyone's bringing back everything. What, have you heard of, uh, have you seen Veronica Mars? Emily's watching that. Oh, really? Yeah, she loves it. It's one that I keep hearing from all kinds of folks is really good. Yeah. Like, I know there's some folks that like have nostalgia for it that watched it when it was originally out. But then I found some people that just recently discovered it for the first time and just say, it's good. It's a good yeah. show. And it's what's her name from Frozen. Yeah, Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell, yeah. Friend mm-hmm. of the show. And The Good Place. Uh, Tom Holland is still Spider-Man. Another big announcement. But I think he's, wait he's a great. Minute. But we haven't talked about the Sony thing. Uh, well, it says here, if there were any lingering doubts following last week's announcement that Sony and Marvel have parted ways on, my, uh, on future Spider-Man movies, Tom Holland spoke at D23, uh, and he said, basically, we made five great movies. It's been five amazing years. Who knows what the future holds, but all I know is I'm going to continue playing Spider-Man. I think he's the best Spider-Man we've ever had. And I think he probably couldn't say. He probably knows. He probably knows. He probably does. But he's also notorious for, like, running his mouth, so he's probably— Oh, really? really, Oh, yeah, he spilled some— They they started, like, giving him, like, redacted scripts and stuff because he— But again, that also might be a PR bit. Oh, sure. Just to make the news. Just to make the news. But we didn't talk about the Sony thing. Can we briefly talk about that? Yeah, I I didn't even really understand. I know Sony used to own it. They always owned it. Oh, okay. They lent it out to to Disney or whatever. But here's the thing. Lent it out by way of lots of money. By way of lots of money, and they profit-shared, I guess, on those movies. Yeah, okay. But then apparently they sort of were like, well, we don't need you anymore because now Spider-Man's huge. But I would argue that's very short-sighted because the movies Sony made, the Spider-Man movies Sony made, were not good. Now, did Sony make the originals? I don't think so. Maybe. Or just the Andrew Garfield ones? That's a good question. I don't know. Maybe, because maybe, the, the, the originals were good. The originals were great, but I believe the originals were under Marvel Studios. Mm, if I'm not mistaken, I, see, I, I seem to that. remember the opening Marvel scroll on those movies. I don't think so, no. Okay, let's see. Check it up. Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, Marvel. 
<laughs> the question everyone's asking. I think they were Sony films. Let's see. Sam Raimi. Um, Sony Pictures? Let's see. Where would, I, where, where would I find that on the Wikipedia? Music, cinematography, production companies, Columbia, Marvel Enterprises. Oh, really? Distributed by Sony Pictures okay. releasing. So I think even then, yeah, I don't know how they were. It, it was. It's a weird one. It's yeah. a weird one. Yeah, interesting. It is weird to share such a large property. Uh, all I know is I think Tom Holland is great. He's fantastic, and it should do at least a couple of more Spider-Man. I would films. love that. Yeah, I thought you know? Far From Home was was just a, a, a totally riot. Right. It was just so fun. A lot of fun. Uh, let me see here. A couple of more. Noel, She-Hulk, Ms. Marvel, and Moon Knight are coming to Disney Plus. Three new superhero series. Boy, they're gonna do a lot of these. Ms. Marvel uh, will figure into the MCU movies. All right, well, here's your answer, Noel. They are communicating. They are. Yes. Uh, Ms. Marvel is going to be a TV show in D+, but it says it will figure into future MCU movies as well. Yeah, I, f- yeah, I figured they would have so to. So there's connective tissue. That's great. Uh, Ms. Marvel will be the first Muslim superhero. How about that? Cool. And then uh, another couple, Loki, Falcon, and Winter Soldier is one show. Loki, Falcon, and Winter Soldier. Oh, okay. I know those three guys. Sure. <laughs> Falcon is the guy with the robot wingsuit, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, WandaVision and a Hawkeye series. Are they going to get uh, what's-his-face for Hawkeye? I think he's he's focusing on his music career. What? Dude, have you heard of this song? Is, is, is it no good? It's, like, it's called Heaven Ain't Got a Name. It's like it's very grizzled, kind of like pop, like Imagine Dragons oh, sounding, dear. like kind of uh, almost like outlaw country. Oh, I love that guy. So I don't want to say much because you know what else he does? He is a house flipper. Well, he flips very, he does very high end Hollywood LA properties and flips them. And that's sort of his passion. I think he and his partner flip like 20 or 30 houses over the past five or six years. That's insane. Like really good taste. Good stuff. I bet. And then finally, Noel, we got our first look at uh, Cruella DeVille. I guess they, they're doing a 101 Dalmatians prequel. And Emma Stone, look at her, is Cruella DeVille. She looks cool. How awesome is that? Very cool. And I'm not like some big 101 Dalmatians guy, but I'll see this. Yeah, but haven't you ever been like, what happened to her, man? Yeah, why is she what so happened to her? Cruella. Why is she so mean? <laughs> that looks great. I'm looking forward to that because I think Emma Stone is wonderful. Uh, all right, pal, we're going to finish off with some Emmy, uh, an Emmy roundup from our, our old pal, Celeste Edwards, last name redacted, because I can't pronounce it. So let's just kind of buzz through these. Drama series, Noel, uh, Better Call Saul. Don't watch it. I don't know why, because I loved, you know. And uh, I have friends that say they like it better than Breaking Bad. Really? Yeah. You know the Breaking Bad movie's coming, too. It's a Aaron, what's his face? Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul. It's a Jesse Pinkman kind of origin story or something, or centric, I guess. Well, I think it's Jesse Pinkman post the end of Breaking Bad. That's great. And Cranston's got to be in it. He's not dead. Of course. they got to bring him back, right? Well, no, he's, he's, he, he, seemed, he seemed pretty dead. I don't know, no. He seemed pretty dead. So it may just be about Jesse? Maybe. All right, we'll see. Uh, Bodyguard from Netflix. Don't know that show. I looked it up. I'm not aware of it. It looks pretty good, though. It's got the guy from Game of Thrones in it as well, I believe. I think so. Yeah. Madden. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Game of Thrones. Killing Eve. I've heard, see, I've heard uh, Killing Eve is great. I've heard it's great. Ozark, one of the shows I watch and love. A movie called Pose from FX. Don't know it. Succession on HBO. Don't watch it. 
And this is us from NBC. Don't watch it. Nope. This Com- is us <laughs> is the really sad one, though, I think, right? I think so. Yeah. Uh, comedy series. This is up our alley, Noel. Barry, great. Amazing. Fleabag, great. Incredible. The Good Place. Don't watch it. Heard it's great. Watch the first couple seasons. It's fantastic. Maisel from Amazon Prime, great. Russian Doll, Netflix. You know, I've, I, I stopped watching it. Like, mm. I heard it's great. Didn't dig it. I, I watched like three episodes and I was into it. But it was kind of so samey because that's sort of its nature. It's like Groundhog Day or whatever. Well, that's when it really starts to change, though, is episodes two and three. That's what I heard, four, and man. I didn't make it that far. So, so I, I, do you think I should give it another shot? Well, I mean, it's up to you, Noel. Yeah. I enjoyed it. You did enjoy it? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'll take, that, I'll take that to heart. Uh, Shit's Creek, which I don't watch, but I heard that's really good. Yeah, I didn't get into it. Um, I wanted to because I love uh, Eugene Levy and all that, and yeah. it seemed like a very kind of kindred show to a uh, Christopher Guest kind of situation. Um, but for some reason, I just, like, couldn't get into it. But I've heard people that, you know, stayed swear on board it. and swear sure. by it. Yeah. Uh, Veep is the final nominee in its final season. This is really tough. I don't see how you don't give it to Fleabag. It's one of the best crafted yeah. TV things I've ever seen. Very yeah. so good, too, though. Mm-hmm. All right, limited series, Noel. Chernobyl, done. Yeah. Moving on. Yep. The, the other ones, uh, Escape at Danamora. Uh, Fosse, Verdon, Sharp Objects. Ooh, that was good. It was. Uh, when They See Us on Netflix. Chernobyl's yeah, going to win. Give it to Chernobyl. Chernobyl's going to win. Go ahead. Uh, TV movie, Black Mirror, Bandersnatch. That was cool. Brexit. Did not see it. No. Deadwood the movie. Still haven't seen it, no. It's great. Ah, I'm so mad. Very, very, much, very much enjoyed it. Uh, King Lear on Amazon Prime and My Dinner with Hervé. Did not see that one. I wanted to. Which uh, one? My dinner with Hervé? Yeah, this I, movie no, about Hervé Bilache, the tattoo from Fantasy Island. Oh, I didn't know. Peter about Dinklage that. plays no. a bio, in a biopic. About really? Him. Yeah, I need to see. Oh, that, that sounds great. Uh, lead actor in a drama: Jason Bateman for Ozark, uh, Sterling K. Brown. This is us. Kit Harington, Game of Thrones, Odenkirk for Better, uh, Better Call Saul, Billy Porter on Pose, and uh, Milo. Uh, what's his name? Vinta Miglia for This Is Us. Isn't Pose a Netflix show? You said it was FX earlier. I don't know. I don't know because I've seen show. I've seen it. It's a, it's about uh, the trans community in New York and like uh, drag scenes. Oh, and okay, stuff here like it is. That. Yeah, this looks good. Set in the nineteen eighties. Yeah, it looks really cool. Dance and musical. Yeah, it looks really cool. I've heard it's wonderful. The really? rise of the luxury Trump era universe. Ooh. Oh, it's a Ryan Murphy jam though. So right. yeah, it's FX. Oh, it's FX. Weird. That's what it says. Okay. Interesting. Uh. All right, let's move on to lead actress, uh, Amelia Clark, Game of Thrones. Thrones? Game of Thorns? Yeah. Uh, Jodie Comer, Killing Eve, don't know it. Viola Davis, How to Get Away with Murder. Laura Linney, Ozark, it's hard to do better than her. Mandy Moore on This Is Us, Sandra Oh on Killing Eve, and Robin Wright on House of Cards. Uh, I have no real input on that because I haven't seen a lot of those, except that I love Laura Linney. And I heard Robin Wright's doing a really good job on House of Cards, a show that I never watched. Yeah, because they just kind of, you know, game time decision, I guess, they replaced. Bye-bye Kevin Spacey. They, they killed him off and they replaced it, which, you know, it, it, it's, it was an interesting direction. I haven't seen it, but. The future is female, Noel. Agreed. Agreed. Lead actor in a comedy, Anthony Anderson on Blackish. Uh, have not seen that. John Cheadle on Black Monday. Have not seen that. Mm. Ted Danson on The Good Place. He's great. Michael Douglas in The Comiskey Method. Have not seen that. Bill Hader on Barry and Eugene Levy uh, for Schitt's Creek. So I guess I'm going with Hader because that's yeah. the only show I've seen. Yeah, he's great. Um, I really like Ted Danson too. He's a very understated character. But he's I think great. I, I think as that series goes on, he might get a little, little. His character changes, but um, the ones that I've seen, he's like 
he kind of plays this character that's sort of in charge of this afterlife scenario. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so he's very like neurotic, but also very organized. He's also got stuff going on that you might not be fully oh. aware of. Oh boy, he was great on Bored to Death. Mm-hmm. Such a good show. Uh, lead actress comedy series Christina Applegate, Dead to Me. She was really good. Uh, Rachel Brosnahan for Maisel. She's wonderful. Julia Louis-Dreyfus for Veep. Natasha Leone, Russian Doll. Catherine O'Hara, Schitt's Creek. And Phoebe Waller-Bridge for Fleabag. That may be the toughest one. That's a really tough one. Haven't they already given Julia Louis uh, Emmy, several Emmys for, for that show? She's won Emmys for everything. You got to wonder, like... For a finale like that, like is there does that does that enter into anyone's voting I think choice? So sometimes, yeah. But also, like you know, you you can't ignore Phoebe Waller Bridge. <laughs> she was so good on that show. Because because I mean, like you know, the season finale of Game of Thrones was pretty universally panned, right, by fans and critics alike. And it's interesting that it got some. I mean, obviously, I, I would never question it getting technical award right. Emmys, but for like writing and for acting, even. Well, I don't think uh, it did. Oh, really? Well, we'll see. Okay. Uh, lead actor, limited series or movie, uh, Mahershala uh, Ali in True Detective. Still yeah. haven't seen that. He was fa- fabulous because uh, he plays several ages of himself. Right. And he really oh, does right. a good job. Like it's, it's Sometimes that seems so cheesy and phoned in, and he really owned it. He plays three different eras of his character. I got to see it, man. Yeah. Benicio Del Toro, Escape from Danamora. Hugh Grant, A Very English Scandal. Hugh Grant? Uh, Jared Harris in Chernobyl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's so good. Uh, Jarrell Jerome in When They See Us, and Sam Rockwell for Fosse Verdon. And let me see here. Lead actress in a limited series or movie. Amy Adams, Sharp Objects. Great. Patricia Arquette, Escape at Danamora. Haven't seen it. Uh, Anjanu Ellis, When They See Us. Joey King, The Act. Uh, I did not see that, and I don't think I can. That looks really brutal. What an amazing name for a for a woman uh, actor, Joey King, a- Ingenue. Oh, oh, sure. That's like what you're, you're the 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 Ingenue in the in the film. You know, sounds like she was born to do what she does. Seems like it. Um, uh, and then a couple more here: uh, Nicey Nash and When They See Us, or Nisi Nash. And I think it's Nisi. Yeah. Michelle Williams and Fosse Verdon. That's her and Sam Rockwell about Bob Fosse and. Yeah. Whoever Verdon is. It was his wife. His wife, got it. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry, I'm not, not, not that hip to that scene. Uh, we are not going to go over competition programs or variety talk series, no. right? No, I hope not. God, um, God, no. And you know what? Let's skip the supporting actors because I don't want to just read all these names over and over. It also is very clear that we haven't seen a lot of these. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Which is fine. I mean, there's so much stuff. There's a lot of content. I but mean, I, I do see Olivia Coleman nominated for supporting actress for Fleabag. She's, uh, you know what? I've barely. Her, she's the um, the wife of her dad. The, 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 her dad, yeah, right? Step mom. I've really, yes, that would be it. She's I've really so only hard. seen a couple episodes with her in it, but you know how much I love her. Like from Peep Show, from from as far back as Peep Show, which is one of my favorite Brit Brit coms. And now, you know, she she won the Oscar, obviously. For she's the so favorite. Right now. She she's is like incredible. Up. She's it's incredible. Great. But she's been at it for literally, you know, twenty years. Yeah, and like never bigger. No, yeah. I love that stuff. It's amazing. Uh, I will say supporting actor in a limited series, uh, Stellan Skarsgård in Chernobyl. I'm all about that. I'm all about that show winning as much as it can. Yeah, I agreed. Uh, guest actress on Game of Thrones, Carice Van Houten. Do you know uh, that person? I don't think I do. Guest actress in a comedy series. It's interesting when Saturday Night Live gets a nod for a host. Oh, yeah. Carice Van Houten plays uh, Melisandre, the red woman. Okay, and she was always quite interesting and uh, mysterious, and I like I like her acting in that a lot. Like here we go, guest actor in a comedy series. One, two, 
three, four of them are Saturday Night Live hosts. That's interesting. So guest, what does that entail? It, it just guest actor. Like You're saying Carice Van Houten got guest actor? Yeah. Because she's a series regular, but she was really only in, in this last se- season a little bit. Yeah, interesting. So it must have to do with how much screen time you get. Like in the in the overall series, I guess so. They they probably have some sort of formula. Yeah. Um, how about unstructured reality program, Noel? Wow, what is <laughs> that? Seems like a very loaded loaded category. What 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 are some of the entries in that one? Oh, uh, are you kidding? Yeah. No, I mean, what is unstru- what does that mean? Though? Unstructured, uh, deadliest catch, somebody feed Phil. Okay. Uh, drag race, RuPaul's Drag Race. So I think it means I don't, I don't know what it means. Does unstructured differentiate it in any way from, like, what you would consider? Well, here's structured. Oh, see? Shark Tank, Queer Eye. So I I get it. Oh, so uh, structured would be, like, in a set with, like, sort of, like, rules. Antique Roadshow, sure. Yeah, exactly. Or, like, like any of the cooking competition-type shows would probably be considered structured because they have, like, you know, segments and all of that. Whereas the unstructured, even though we all know damn well that those are largely scripted and you know manipulated and very structured this always cracks me up variety special live variety special award the golden globe awards the grammy awards the tony awards the oscar awards they can't give it to themselves <laughs> they can give it to the emmys oh golden globes grammys oscars rent tony's no interesting maybe not <laughs> that's pretty funny <laughs> Uh, there is, um, let me see here, Game of Thrones is nominated for some directing. Three episodes are nominated for directing. And I'm trying to find writing here, writing for drama. One episode of, because, you know, they do it by episode. Of course. For writing. Yeah. One episode of Game of Thrones is nominated for writing, and that is the Iron Throne episode. Huh. Do you know that one? I, I mean, I, I, Which I, one that I was? saw them all. I can't remember. I mean, I, I remember that series, the season, it got... It was fine at first. I was enjoying it. And then it started being that – like that thing where at the end of Lost, you were like, wait a minute. They don't have enough time to wrap this up properly, do they? Oh, yeah. we're running out of time very quickly. And then it started to kind of go downhill. But the first part of it, I, I, I was excited. But there's a lot of categories here. I don't normally watch the Emmys. Sometimes I will. But boy, voiceover performance, short form, animated program. Well, surely a lot of those are given out off screen. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I might watch this year. I have a little bit at stake. Not personally. No. But, like, I'd like to see stuff. I'd like to see Fleabag win and Chernobyl win. Yeah. Some of these shows I really enjoyed. I agree. Uh, all right, that's all I got, buddy. You got anything else? No, I was going to – well, I was going to say this at the top of the show, but I'm going to save it for now. This is a nice uh, uh, outro convo. Outro convo? Um, I recently discovered the glorious genre that is Yacht Rock. Oh, sure. And I'm all about it. You didn't know? About- well, I knew all the artists, but I didn't really know what constituted Yacht Rock. Well, is that a genre now? It's sort of a genre. I mean, Because Yacht Rock Review is a band. It's a band, but Yacht Rock is a uh, Sirius XM satellite radio station. Uh-huh. And I have a rental car, and I've had a rental car for the last couple of weeks, and I've been listening to it and realizing, like, Steely Dan and, um, you know, 10CC and even America and 10CC. all these bands are considered What's that his name? Uh, Al Stewart. Time Passages. Do you know that song? No. no <laughs> God, you got to get into Al Stewart. I'm so into all He had like stuff. two big hits. Time Passages was a big one. He was a very corny singer-songwriter from England that wrote uh, 
I, I call it AM Gold. It's yes. called Yacht Rock yes. now. Yes. But he wrote songs that largely had to do with like historical events. So he would write a song about Anne Boleyn. Oh, <laughs> that's like great. Really funny. I guess you could have also used to maybe referred to it as easy listening. Maybe is yeah. It, is that sort of the same? Yeah. My friend Allison, uh, who listens to the show, um, she calls it Karsik music because just she just it, it evokes being a kid sitting in the back of a station wagon Karsik and hearing like. Uh, you know, Christopher Cross. Or seasick music, because it invokes being on a yacht. Perhaps, Noel. <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> I'm glad you're into it. I'm into it. I do that uh, when we have people over um, for the weekend sometimes, visitors, and I'll just put on playlist. Mm-hmm. I put in on, a, on an AM Gold playlist, and it usually is pretty popular. It's so chill. It is very chill. It's and very, good very, very comforting and just pleasant. Yeah, it's good that you can get to an age where you're like, yeah, I'll listen to fucking... Yacht Rock. It was funny, the, the voiceover guy on the station, this is kind of like, welcome to Yacht Rock Channel, you know? Mm. It's like this kind of like, you know, yeah. make sure the, you don't have to get up in time to see the sunset, just get up in time for brunch and make sure the barman has plenty of orange oh, juice God, and grenadine. I'm so mad right now. Uh, anyway, it's funny, but then he said something like, the music you really liked in the 70s, even though you told everyone you were listening to Pink Floyd and Jethro Tull. <laughs> well, now I don't want to listen to it. No, I don't listen to the, the XM station's cheesy, but like all of the music is great. All right. Like Peg by Steely Dan, glorious. Dude. Glorious song. Steely Dan, it's one of my faves. You know what song I was listening to last night that I love is uh, What a Fool Believes, Michael McDonald. Yeah, I just heard a Michael McDonald song today oh, on the radio station. He's such a good song. Her, her. I, I can't even do so it. high, I can't too. Even like, do he it. had such a range. He's so good. Yeah. Man, what a good song. Go, good everyone, stuff. just go listen to What a Fool Believes right now. I love it. Thanks, Noel. You're welcome, Chuck. Should we wrap up the show? Is this it? Uh, well, that was it. Oh, that was it. Okay. Good. Goodbye, Noel. Goodbye, Chuck. <laughs> For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.